actually about all these athletes actually Haphazardly is not one part of the strategy gone Development It's all we envelop in Tell a friend A wealth of intelligence Unless you're selfishly embellishing all of the championships Basking it in, let's study in The conferences, Pac-12 and Big 12 and the 10 SEC, ACC, win, 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 win It just kind of fades from there, that's good Alright ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is Debbie Owner's Manual. We are episode 3.05, your source of knowledge for college football, campus to Canton type football, you know, all that. We're going to go over a little bit of college, a lot of, a lot of college football here, mostly Debbie, and we'll do a little bit of uh, NFL talk too, and then kind of how it pertains to running your college to Canton type teams. This week, we are. I am flying solo. Uh, my co-host Pete just had to kind of, he had some family stuff come up. And just warning you guys in advance, I really wanted to record this. A lot of stuff I wanted to talk about. I am not as smooth as Travis May. I don't like to hear myself talk like Travis does. I'm not as silky smooth as J. Mike. But, and I also do not like hearing myself talk for more than a few minutes at a time. So I'm going to try to keep this short and sweet. Hopefully 20 minutes or so, get you as much information as I can. And hopefully it isn't too bad. Hopefully I don't chase you guys off with all my crazy ramblings. So, all right, we got a little bit of news. Um, it was weird. We did have a, a pretty much a we had a full slate of NFL this weekend. We only had a you know a few games, about 20% of the games that are normally college football. It still feels weird to me without the Big Ten. Um, I live up in Michigan, so it really feels strange to me to not have football this type of year. You know, not to have my Spartans, you know, Wolverines. Buckeyes, it feels strange, you know, and they are going to hopefully vote to return very soon. Uh, they met on Sunday. Um, they had a uh, quite a bit to do there, and they expect to vote hopefully tomorrow, um, Tuesday. Uh, so I'll, I will drop this tonight or tomorrow. Not sure how I'm going to do it yet. So hopefully a Big Ten would be nice to have back. And then I just read that the Pac-12 is targeting mid to late November to possibly return and. They're discussing their league is also getting together. Um, Big Ten has has said October 10th is a target date for them if they can, but there are still several programs that are not even, I think Michigan and Michigan State are really not aggressively even trying to return, despite the fact that Michigan has claimed that they will lose like $500 million if they don't play. So I'm kind of surprised that they're not, you know, a little bit more aggressive about wanting to play again. Uh, teams like Ohio State are definitely wanting to play. They, you know, legitimate national championship aspirations. So, yeah, definitely they want to play. So I will talk about the slate of this this last weekend. We did have, um, I can't remember how many games exactly, like around 17 or 18, I think it was. So we did have some really, really good performances. You know, guys that we expect to perform, guys that we, you know, it's good to see them back. You know, guy, teams tuning up, you know, with their little tune-up games like your Clemsons and things like that. Texas, you know, we're still doing some tune-ups. We haven't quite gotten to the big big dogs yet. We still have one more week also until the SEC returns. So I'll go through some of those. Um, just some things, you know, got things that I noticed this week by watching football. So the, I think the big performance of the week was Notre Dame sophomore running back Kyron Williams. It was his first game as a starter. I did drop a cut-up video today on the Devi Manual channel going through you know i took and highlighted all his plays some of the plays where he made blocks and things like that kid is he's tough man he's uh i really was impressed with his blocking his running is definitely something 
The stat line of 19 for 112, two touchdowns, and two catches for 93 yards looks phenomenal. And it was phenomenal. He had some really good runs, but he also had some runs where he just, you know, didn't seem like his vision was not the greatest, you know, but he was also his first game as a starter. And Duke's got a pretty decent defensive line. So he was good to see. Um, He'll be the guy there going forward. Chris Tyree was also had some play. I think he looked amazing, but he's like their future. And I think Kyron's definitely the guy right now. So once again, I I did drop that chant on the Debbie Manual channel. Uh, Check it out. It's like five minutes long. You see all his runs. Kind of see what I'm talking about. Uh, The catching, he has 75-yard reception. So he looked really good. Also in that game, I was, as I was watching him, I was kind of keeping an eye on junior quarterback Chase Bryce for Duke. Um, he was 20 of 37 for 259 yards. Uh, he didn't have any touchdowns. Uh, he just looked like he, he was taking what you know, Notre Dame's defense would give them. He's a transfer from Clemson. Uh, he's got a chance to work with David Cutcliffe there at Duke, You know, who's got a really good track record of developing quarterbacks. So Chase Bryce is the name I'm looking forward. I don't think he'll have a great season and, and move on this year, so he should have two more years there at Duke to learn. So, a name I'm watching for there. Now we'll go through some of the big dogs. Um, Obviously, top quarterback Trevor Lawrence had a heck of a game this week against Wake Forest. 22 of 28, 351 yards, one touchdown. He also vultured two rushing touchdowns. Um, We've said as much as we need to say about Trevor Lawrence. He's the quarterback one next year. I mean, he's already said he's not coming back for his senior year. Uh, Travis Etienne did his normal Travis Etienne thing. 17 carries, 102 yards, and a touchdown. He also caught three balls for 47 catches which is critical. I think that's about the only thing he can do coming back this this year was to just develop his pass catching. We've seen how electric he is and how good he is with the ball in his hands. So I think catching is all he has to work on. On this side of the ball, Wake Forest, um, I, I, was, I was looking forward. You know, they lost a lot this year with Jamie Newman and Sage Surratt opting out. So... It, it was a rough game. Uh, I was kind of hoping sophomore running back Kenneth Walker would do something. He only had six carries for 19 yards. I mean, they basically had to abandon the run game. Uh, I was pretty impressed with freshman wide receiver Donovan Green. He caught three balls for 76 yards. Uh, he's a name to watch. Um, he's definitely going to get some. He's going to he's going to have the spotlight on him now as the the main wide receiver there at Wake Forest. So keep an eye on him. Next, we'll skip over to the Big 12. First up, Oklahoma. So, I mean. Sophomore quarterback Spencer Rattle had, Spencer Rattler had his he rattles me apparently had his first time to start finally his first game he was fourteen to seventeen for two hundred ninety yards four touchdowns in you know just barely a half a football so I mean he looked amazing he's got great touch on his on his ball like he his movement in the pocket I mean he he's just smooth man he's gonna be just hell on college football man these next two years he's having uh, Lincoln Riley have him. You know, and have a toy to play with for two years and just develop. Rattler is going to come out, and I mean, man, as much as I love Sam Howell, <laughs> Rattler is going to push him, man. Freshman running back Seth McGowan kind of has has he's going to get his chance to run the to be the main running back there. Oklahoma tends to the way their scheme is set up. You know, they they set their running backs up for success with huge lanes and things like that. So McGowan's going to get some. You know, huge running lanes, probably put up some good stats, you know. So just keep an eye on him. We'll watch him closer to see what he does. He ended up rushing nine times, 61 yards, a touchdown. He also had one catch for 37 yards. It was also a touchdown. So he's going to be the guy there. And then junior wide receiver Charleston Rambo caught four balls for 80 yards and a touchdown. 
he just looks he's fast man he, he just looks so so quick and he's you know got that speed and spades that you really want to look for and yeah, he's gonna push he's gonna push hard for a first round pick if he keeps improving and they're gonna do everything they can to get him that ball and you know he's gonna get the, these huge splash plays and things so he's for me he's not a first round pick yet you know I, I see him more of a day two type guy but he's definitely in the right system and will get you know he's gonna get some yards and get some plays and things like that so a lot to like there in Oklahoma. Skip over to Texas, Sam Ellinger. I mean, it was against UTEP, you know, so what do you expect? But he was 25 of 33, 4, 26, and 5 touchdowns, also in like a half a football, and just spreading the ball all over. He didn't have to run. Yeah, he just he just looked great, and he's a great college quarterback. I still have my reservations about him being an NFL quarterback, but he's got, you know, the movement and the way he, you know, he sees the field, he throws the ball, he makes a lot of good throws, he makes some, yeah, you know, he's got the odd throwing motion that everybody talks about. He's the, you know, the Texas, what do they call him? What did, Andrew, what did you call him? If you're listening to me, Andrew, I can't even remember what he called him now. It, te- Texas, Tim, T- Texas Tebow or something like that. And so that's, that's kind of what he looks, he's got that funky throwing motion, but just, he's a lot of fun to watch, so. Texas is going to be interesting to see what they do this year. You know, which running back steps up. Wide receivers, they've got a a dearth of them there. And Ellinger hit like every one of them. So nobody really had a standout game that I I could see. Um, North Carolina, we'll we'll bounce over to the ACC next. My quarterback one for 2022 is Sam Howell. He had his first game where he almost looked a little bit human. I mean, he had a couple at his freshman year, but... Uh, yeah, he looked, you know, he started off the game pretty slow there. He uh, ended up 25-34 for 295 yards, a touchdown, two picks. Both picks were, the first one was in the first quarter. The second one was early in the second quarter. So it was kind of, you know, he got those jitters out of his way, and he definitely calmed down, and I like a lot of what he does. I mean, he's just so composed, so smooth. I mean, just he just does it. He just looks like an NFL quarterback already. And he's throwing to, you know, they've got some talented wide receivers there. Daz Newsom is highly underrated, I think. He's a guy that's coming out next year. He's a senior, I believe. And junior Diami Brown is, like, the one that really, really, I think he's just just amazing. Like, he ended up with 6-94 and 94 last week. Let me try to pull up my notes real quick. Good, good radio, right? All right. I love his, his athletic ability, deep threat. He he's gonna be out of the slot primarily. He's a little smaller guy, but what he can do from the from the slot to stretch the field, things like that. You just want to see a little bit more consistency in his game. But there's a lot to like about Diami Brown. Um, we're gonna bounce over. We'll go back to the Big Twelve. I should have probably done this while we were with the Big Twelve, but this that's me, man. Um, anyways, junior quarterback Jock Brock. Purdy for Iowa State had kind of a rough game, 16 of 35 for 145 and a touchdown. I'm going to call that a rough game. That's a pretty bad game, and he didn't just did not look right. I mean, he, he just, they looked off against the Raging Cajuns of University of Louisiana Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns down there, down there in, gosh, what am I thinking, Waterboy land. I can't even think of the Waterboy player now. Bobby Boucher, there you go, back in Bobby Boucher territory. All right, so Iowa State, I knew that the Raging Cajuns were going to be a trap game for him, and Purdy just looked, ugh, he looked atrocious. And Travis said it on his Campus to Canton podcast that he's one of those guys that needs to be consistent and needs to have that production 
to get up in that realm of, you know, he, he's not the top three. He's not going to push Fields, Lawrence, and Lance for me. But he's in that next group that could, you know, work themselves into day two, possibly day one conversation. And he cannot afford to have games like this. So it, it was rough. And it's going to be tough to for him to rebound. I mean, we could just he, – he could be lights out the rest of the season. You know, it's early, early season jitters. The whole team looked – off you know Iowa State is pretty you know one of the up-and-coming programs that have had some pretty good classes and things like that so it, it was it was hard to watch so sophomore running back Brees Hall had a pretty good game 20 for 103 and one touchdown caught three balls for 15 yards there's really not much you can say I mean the game plan was kind of abandoned they they were behind and yeah they, they were they were struggling but he didn't really showcase what we like about him. What I like about him most is his breakaway speed when he gets to that second level. Um, he didn't really seem to even get a chance to showcase that this week. So kind of a oh yeah, an okay game for him. But we go down to Miami. Now, junior running back Cameron Harris actually had an amazing game. And that whole Miami offense looked pretty scary. Derek King was kind of – he was run doing a little bit of running, a little bit of throwing around. You know, it, it definitely seems like – you know, and then they were they were just rushing the ball at will. So Cameron Harris had 17 rushes for 134 yards, two touchdowns. He looked just tough. I mean, he looked like a good runner. I got made some notes on what I thought here. He had one big huge play where he covered 66 yards. So that covered, you know, a pretty good amount of his 134 yards there, but just the whole offense looked scary. And if they can focus on having Harris as their main guy. He's definitely one that could creep up some lists too. He's 5'10", 200 pounds. So he's got pretty good size, um, good speed. Uh, he's got impressive vision. And I, I know that's one thing I noticed was the vision and how he just slides through like the smallest little holes. And he's just a good guy, a good player. I really like him quite a bit. So I'm curious to see if they'll feature him more. Obviously could be draft eligible, but um, not sure if he would this year or not. And then the only tight end that really popped this week was junior tight end Brevin Jordan. The other two of the big three, Fryermouth wasn't Fryermouth. Pat Fryermouth is not playing this year. And then Kyle Pitts, you know, not playing this week either. Not for a couple more weeks. But Brevin Jordan had three catches for 51 yards and a touchdown. So he looked pretty decent. You know, he's going to be there. He's their top option. So Derek King's going to learn to rely on him he's just you know it's gonna be fun all right guys let's see who else i got for you this week uh uab um they end up senior running back spencer brown's a name you got to kind of keep on your radar probably a day three guy he had 16 carries 74 yards and a touchdown i like that stat line um another small school guy that i was super duper impressed with arkansas state's jonathan adams jr if you get a chance to watch um, or just pop on DLF. I wrote an article about the Debbie Roundup this week, and there's a couple of his his highlights on that play. And I mean, the kid just mosses people. I mean, he just their quarterbacks like this Joe Flacco just throw it up, you know, in the general vicinity. And this Jonathan Adams has just stupid hands. And he was the the first catch in, in the clip that I posted in my article was just shows this incredible body control, high point ability. And then the second catch, I mean, if it was an actual catch, they ended up calling it back due to a penalty, but they ruled it a catch and then called it back because of a penalty. 
but the way he he was like falling backwards, fingertips, side of the end zone, just it was insane. Kid's got amazing hands. But he's like one of those highlight type um, name to watch though. Jonathan Adams Jr. for Arkansas State. Keep an eye on him. What he does this year, he's you know hasn't been much of a factor yet, but he he is a senior, and you see some of the things that you really want look for. That X receiver that does some crazy crazy stuff. So yeah, keep an eye out for Jonathan Adams Jr. Um, last one, last game, last game I want to talk about Louisville. Um, keep an eye on junior quarterback Mike Michael Cunningham. A, a really fun prospect to watch. You, you watch him and you, and you get the comparisons to Lamar Jackson. You know, I mean, it's just the first thing that pops out. He's got that kind of swagger, the way he runs, throws the ball. You know, he kind of does this run gallop flick of the wrist, you know, chucks the ball way downfield. Um, he had a, he was 19 of 34 for 343 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Um, you know, so he's, he's, just keep an eye on him. I mean, he's got a, a lot of weapons at his use. Louisville's got a really, really fun offense. Uh, senior wide receiver Des Fitzpatrick had four catches for 110 yards and one touchdown. Crazy long touchdown. Um, I also put a clip of that in my article on DOF this week. Um, Tutu Atwell had a kind of a quiet game. Javion Hawkins had kind of a quiet game. But Louisville's got some weapons, man. Like Their offense is hella fun to watch so keep an eye out for michael cunningham kind of see what he does this year he's a junior he's got some time um that leads into my next week there's two games next week that i'm super duper excited to watch so if you want to turn on some games if you get some chance saturday check out those same louisville cardinal cardinals they take on miami and that's going to be a fun game with two super crazy offenses watch michael cunningham versus Derek king you know, the Cameron Harris versus Javion Hawkins. And Gabe's got lots and lots of fun players. Miami's got some pretty good defensive players, Quincy Roche. Um, yeah, just that's going to be a fun, fun game to watch. There's not a lot of really exciting games on this upcoming slate. That's one of them that has a lot of Debbie players in it. So I'm really excited about that one. Appalachian State takes on Marshall, which is a fun game, man. I think this is going to be one of the better football games. May not have, like, the Debbie star power. But these teams match up really well. Marshall freshman quarterback Grant Wells in the first week had an impressive debut. As a freshman, he threw for 307 yards and four touchdowns. But Appalachian State's a much tougher test. Appalachian State is not a pushover. Even though they're a lower-level school, they have beat a lot of really good teams, a.k.a. Michigan, way back in the day. I always got to bring it up when I can because I, I don't have a lot I can hold over Michigan. But they tend to roll out some just great running backs. So they're led by senior Marcus Williams Jr. And this game will will have players that will be in the NFL. They may not be your starter, super studs, you know, but there's a lot of guys in this game that will be on NFL's, NFL squads next year. So those are two that I really, really look forward to this upcoming week. There's some pretty decent ones, you know. Houston and Memphis could be a little bit of fun. Though Houston's not quite what they used to be. Uh, the Raging Cajuns. <laughs> Georgia State. I like Raging Cajuns are ranked 19th after that win. I like that, man. So there's some fun ones this weekend. So, I mean, any football is better than no football, right, guys? South Florida takes on Notre Dame. We'll see what that happens in that game. Uh, I had to mention it. I, I just, yeah, Ian Book. Whew. I should have mentioned it when I was talking about Notre Dame. That that kid just scares me. He's he's uh, I was talking to my buddy who's a Notre Dame fan, and he's like, it's going to be a rough year. And I'm like, yeah. And then, you know, I didn't really know what he meant until I broke down that game earlier today. And I'm like, oof, 
Ian Book is just, he's, he's skittish, man. He, he scares me. I wouldn't want him running my team. But uh, anyways, all right, we'll go quick update on the NFL side. Kind of just go through, you know, some of the rookies the, you know, that we've been watching all these years and, you know, the guys that I was excited to finally see hit the field. And obviously it happened Thursday, so it's been beaten into the ground. But Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 25 carries for 138 yards and a touchdown. Not a goal line back. <laughs> like I, I saw that too much on Twitter. He is that's definitely not a strength. I mean, the guy's like five eight. I mean, he's gonna get swallowed up inside the big uglies, as Madden would say. So, I mean, he can score from that short, but he obviously will do more damage, you know, from farther out. So impressive, impressive to watch. Just watch the way he slides through holes and things like that. Jonathan Taylor now gets a chance probably to be the man after Marlon Mack tore his Achilles today, or yesterday, sorry about that. Uh, he did have only nine carries for 22 yards, but he had six receptions for 67 yards. So if he gets some sort of rushing workload to go with those six recep- with those receptions, he's going to challenge CEH because that has been the big knock on Taylor was he couldn't catch the ball, couldn't catch the ball. 60-67, he looked pretty impressive catching the ball. Who we thought was possibly one of the best pass-catching backs in football and of the amongst the rookies was Neandre Swift, and he dropped a touchdown right in the end zone against the Bears. So as a, I'm a Bengals fan first and foremost, but Lions are second, and he's dead to me. Dead to me. You don't beat the Bears. You're dead to me. So anyways, why, why I like the Bengals and the Lions, two long-suffering, horrible franchises that both lost on heartbreaking last second chicanery yesterday, whatever you want to call it, you know, the Bengals losing on, well, they could have tied it in with a 30 yard field goal. Anyways, they're going to go down a long path there. That's, that's what my therapist is for to go down that path. So, um, Cam Akers, they, they fed him the ball a lot. He didn't look the greatest, you know, but he kind of did the things we didn't like at Florida state sometimes running into the back of offensive linemen, things like that. So JK Dobbins, didn't get many carries, 7, 22 yards. But if you started him, you were happy because he got two touchdowns. And Mark Ingram looked like me. So we assume that Dobbins will probably get some more play after this. So I don't know. It's encouraging if you're Dobbins and you want him to, you know, ride to have some fun with him this year. Like I drafted him with my Scott Fishbowl team, and I'm hoping he does something, although I didn't start him. So anyways, the wide receivers, they were quiet this week. Led by C.D. Ruggs, six carries for our C.D. Ruggs. Good Lord. C.D. Lamb, six six catches for 59 yards. And Henry Ruggs caught five for 55, but most of that was on a 45-yarder. So that means he had four catches for 10 yards. Thank you, Derek Carr. Anyways, and the only quarterback that started as a rookie, Joe Burrow, had an all right game. 23 of 36, 193. Did throw an interception. He also had a rushing touchdown. And these are probably the, without a doubt, San Diego had the best, San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers had the best cornerbacks that he will face this year. So Joe Burrow, I think he'll be all right, guys. So it was good to see A.J. Green on the field playing, and, you know, so that was good. And right now, so that's kind of a wrap-up of the games that happened this last week, you know, guys that, you know, we had, we had been watching and stuff. So it's kind of a rough time getting these campus to Canton leagues. Every campus to Canton league I'm in, the college side is, you know, we, we've scrapped the season basically, you know, so we're just kind of watching our Debbie guys sit there and just be like, okay, you know, so it's a good time maybe to seek out some trades, find some guys who are, you know, getting complacent, you know, guys that want to, 
you know, that just see these chips that aren't playing and aren't gaining any value. So, you know, or much value, you know, guys that aren't helping their college teams. So if you've got a team like, you know, some teams like that, that, you know, the guys are not quite as serious about this as some of us are. Like if you're listening to me, I assume you're probably pretty serious about campus to Canton. So if you've got those guys, you know, they have the teams that aren't playing the college side that isn't playing, you know, now's the time to probably get some of those guys really cheap, you know, because they may not even be paying attention to college football, especially the big 10 players, Pac-12 players, the guys that have opted out. Some of those guys are, you know, might become extremely cheap because guys are, you know, they're not doing anything. They're just sitting there. So definitely implore amongst your league mates, you know, check into those guys, check into getting some Debbie guys. So that would be my advice for the week. And we're going to start recording regularly on Monday nights, hopefully dropping this sucker on Tuesday. I might just drop this Monday night because it should be much easier to edit without Pete, you know, so Pete will be back next week. We got some good guests lined up for you, and we will talk more next week about you know the couple games we got going on. Hopefully, we'll have some good news from the Big Ten and the Pac-12. So, good luck, guys, and we'll talk to you next week. I'm serious. They will talk about the most obscure players on this planet. Potentially another planet. Like, dude's got a 4-3-40 from Mars. Like, I don't know. It's too much. I'm done. I'm gone this time. Like, don't bring it back in. Enjoy.